Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools on the entire internet. Go check them out at HashtagBasketball.com. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always... Uh, all of your Patreon, all those Patreon subscribers out there, all those donations that came in to make my co-host afford some lozenges, some some cough drops. He's feeling a lot better. You 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 nursed him back to health with your funds. My co-host Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, I just had to make you think. Maybe I wasn't here, Mike. I, I had to <laughs> it passed on. I had to I had to play the game. It just seemed like too much fun. Yeah, that would have been a that would have been a cold that would have been a cold move, Tyler. People were worried about your health. You people were tweeting like, "Where is Tyler? Okay, do we need to send him medicine?" Like, people were worried about you, and you, you can't worry. Don't worry me either. Like, I can't. No one wants to hear me talk to myself for five hours a week. Um. Well, someone might. You never know. Yeah. Well, I I feel bad for those people. Um. But no, Tyler's back. We are back. And hopefully we will be uh, able to uh, bring you a ton of of content over the holiday uh, weeks coming up here. Uh, Right now, though, it is week 10, kind of the week before, the week before Christmas. Oh, oh, we got to play a game before this starts because this is fun. This is fun. I mean, we got a lot to talk about, Tyler. Uh, That's okay. This won't take that long. You'll fail at this very early. Oh, okay. But... Um, I, I can't wait to fail at this game that you made up for me to probably purposely fail. Like that's that doesn't seem terribly fair. You know, I, I don't. I like you better when you're a little sicker, Tyler. I'll just I'll give you that. Okay, come on now. This is important, so we got to get to this. Okay. okay. So our man Joey at hashtag basketball has a new set of projections. Um, that is true. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of this, Michael. Um, and they they basically use a lot of short term. Um, statistics from basically the last month and the last two weeks to determine what player's value is going to be uh, moving forward. So I would like you to take a stab at the top 10 players in fantasy basketball using these projections. We'll see how many you can get, Mike. Okay, I have not checked this out. This is a brand new feature on hashtagbasketball.com where they're doing short-term projections. And I love the idea. I, I can't wait to go check this out, but I have not I've not seen this, so this is not like inside baseball kind of stuff. I'm uh, I'm not. I have no idea what is actually up there. Um, so I'm going to start out with I think some people who are are fairly obvious at being really really good coming up. Uh, Anthony Davis, number one. You got it. He's really good. He's good at basketball. He's good at fancy basketball. He's probably um, a little unfair almost, and I I think. This guy is also unfair, especially when he's hot and he's healthy and he is back healthy and looking great. Steph Curry. Number three. Oh, number three. Interesting. So someone is uh, allegedly going to be hotter than Steph Curry. I'm going to assume it is a nine cat ranking. I don't know that. Kawhi Leonard. I, I adjusted zero settings on this. Okay. So, um, it is, he is number six. Okay. Hmm. Joel Embiid. I'm gonna go down and see if you, I can get some of these. Number better. nine. Okay. Four for four, though. That's pretty good. Four for four. You know, 
that is not bad. I'm going to go with Kevin Durant and James Harden. Okay, number two and number four. Paul George. Number five. Carl Anthony Towns and Giannis. Number seven and number ten. Okay, what am now I here's the hard one. missing? Number eight. Here's the hard one. Here's the one oh. I wouldn't have gotten. Oh, okay. So I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty satisfied with going nine out of ten if I don't get this one. Uh, I'm gonna go with the one of the greatest players of all time, Steeman Willie Barton, coming off uh, just wide open. Everybody's injured on the on the Nuggets. He's gonna come in off his injury and he's gonna be dropping like thirty points a game. Um. No, but this is a this is a personal favorite player of mine. Oh, now that that helps a little bit. Uh, I know you love Marcus Soul. I don't think it's him though. Um, uh, Nikolai Jokic. Um, well, you you're right with half of that, but the the Jokic there's no part. way Vujovic is is considered a top ten. Is he a top ten player? Number eight. Wow, you know what? Let me let me go check this out. Let me go check out the rankings here. Um, uh, well, when you look at the season long rankings uh, in nine cat, Vujovic is the seventh ranked player in nine cat roto leagues. Yeah, I mean, averaging almost a steal and a block a game, four assists, twelve point six rebounds, twenty two points, amazing percentages, not turning the ball over. You know, I knew he was in the top uh, like twenty. I think he was hovering in that fifteen spot for a while, but he must. Uh, he's on a tear here, and I feel like that's a little under the radar. I'm just, I'm just reciting the facts. I Would you give be- him a? Uh, I mean, short term wise, sounds like he's you know a top ten uh, a look, but sell high on Vujovic. Um. So I, I made this case last week in, in the sense that I said. I don't think you sell high on Vucevic. I think you still buy low on Vucevic because so many people are thinking Vucevic is outside, you know, kind of that top 30, 40 value. And I think he's easily going to produce that. I mean, we talked about my preseason prediction of him being a top 35 player. And I, I mean, you're I think a, he would have to be real bad for that not to come true. You're now. a little ahead of schedule with the top 35 player. Like that's uh, not just a, a great insight. It, 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 you, you, you overachieved by just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, all my all my preseason predictions for the most part looking fairly yeah. good. Tyler, you you've had it. You had a good preseason. You're having a very good season in our listener leagues. Shout out to the Patreon subscribers out there who uh, are in those listener leagues, and for the ones who have signed up to get into our mid season uh, draft, which is going to be kicking off like in the next few days because we got to get. It's going to be a slow draft. Uh, and we we're going to do a mid-season. I screwed up, and I need a redraft. And guess what? Vujovic might be a first-round player in this redraft. Like, I don't know if I would do Vujovic in the first uh, in the first round, but I think he might go in the first round. It'll be real interesting to see where players like him and Andrew Holiday, you know, get picked. Will they surpass some of the LeBron James and Damian Lillards, or you know, um, will we go more chalk than we thought in the preseason? So that'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to this. I haven't done a, I haven't done a midseason draft in a very, very long time. It's, it's I, I, you know, I don't know if Jalen Jalen Rose might have been in the league the last time I did a midseason draft. Um, but I want to give a special shout out to our new subscriber Luke Brownfield. Shout out to you, Luke, for joining. You will be joining us in the midseason 
I have terrible teams right now and I need something to live for. Therefore, I'm going to join a mid-season draft annual listener league draft. I think that's I'm I'm really I haven't settled on a name yet, but that one's probably pretty close. I think that's it. I'm enjoying it. Uh, so, Luke, shout out to you. We will be getting in touch with you to make sure you get into this league, uh, along with the people who are already subscribers. If you want to join this league, everybody, all you listeners out there, subscribe to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. There will be a prize for the winner. Um, Tyler might come to your house and make uh, like, you know, give you a visit and, and, and hang out with you for the day. Uh, maybe I'll fly you guys to Chicago. We can go to a Bulls playoff game. See see how that works, everybody? Like, there's no playoff game to come to, so you're not getting that prize. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. We don't know what the prize is yet. We don't know what that prize is yet. I thought maybe you were going to say I'll bring you to a playoff game in, like, 2030. Yeah. What, once the Bulls have kind of <laughs> fired – they fire guard packs in, like, late 2028 – and then we kind of get lucky in the draft for a few years. And then by, you know, 2032, I think, I think we can get like one of those, like maybe the sixth seed, seventh seed. Sounds it's, logical. It's looking that good here in Chicago. Uh, but everyone's high on the Chicago Bears playoff bandwagon and no one is paying attention to the Bulls. Uh, so goes a, a city with so many sports teams um, that you can just kind of, uh, people can kind of uh, tune out. But uh, I will be, for sure, going to a Bulls game to see uh, the the great Derrick Rose play in the United Center again uh, when they played the Minnesota Timberwolves here around the Christmas season. But, Tyler, there is a lot of uh, fantasy news going on, plus we got to get to Week 10. So I, I want to get right to one of the weirder – like, what are the weirder trades? Like, the timing is weird, the people involved are, are weird, and then, like – the is it going to happen is it not going to happen oh um is this a fantasy basketball trade where i'm like uh, which more i which more i twin am i trading who i thought you said you're giving me markeith is marcus uh, like what was going on here in this trade of uh trevor ariza to washington uh kelly Oubre jr who i do like and i uh, went out there on twitter and said hey everybody go pick up uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. going to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I think also, you know, probably give Trevor Ariza a, a flyer as well. And then uh, am I picking up Dylan Brooks or Marshawn Brooks? Who ended up in this trade? So neither ended up in the trade, and that was what was crazy, was apparently they didn't talk to the Grizzlies, even though the Grizzlies were in the trade. <laughs> but, and And so they were confused on which Brooks was actually in the trade, and they thought it was Dylan Brooks and – the Grizzlies thought it was Marshawn Brooks, and I'm still not sure which Brooks was supposed to be in the trade. But, um, so that kind of held the trade up. And then the, the, the crazier part was then the two teams just decided, ah, let's do the trade anyways without Memphis. Yeah, like this is like one of the weirdest story, like plot lines where it was like Woj was like, this trade's going to happen. And then he's like, never mind. They thought it was Dylan Brooks. And then Memphis was like – uh, we didn't really agree to any of this crap. What the hell are you guys talking about? So I can't believe it still went down. That's what I'm surprised. Uh, I mean, the trade itself didn't really surprise me. I mean, the Wizards needed to make a move just in the sense that they see themselves as a playoff team and they weren't super playing like a, a playoff contender. So 
they traded two rotation pieces for one, though, which didn't make a ton of sense. But, I mean, Trevor Reza is going to give them good defense and going to be a role player, which I, I don't know. Sometimes Kelly Oubre didn't seem like he wanted to be a role player. He seems to think like he wants to be a little more than that. And, I mean, that's not really going to happen in Phoenix either. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, the whole trade was just interesting. Um, the whole Austin Rivers and Washington thing, that didn't work out very well. And now he's going to play for the Suns too. So yeah. He's going to get thrown in that point guard mix, you got to think, with Elliot Kobo and Anthony Melton. So, yeah, that, that, I think that that's kind of the under the radar. Like, I like Kelly Oubre's fantasy basketball game. Uh, I'm willing to take a flyer on Kelly Oubre because I just, I think if he does get the minutes, he's actually been um, performing pretty well, even he, in kind of limited minutes in, uh, in Washington. So, like, he could not have gone to a more crowded situation for a forward, though in the sense that we've been saying all season, like this team has too many forwards, and then they just trade Trevor Ariza for this guy who plays Trevor Ariza's positions. I mean, like, I'm, I feel like, well, we say, we say this all the time, right? Oh, if Phoenix would just play as young guys, like this would make a lot of sense because they're terrible. And now they have a, I think, actually a pretty good young forward um, with, uh, with uh, Kelly Oubre. And I think, Hopefully they give him a shot, but maybe the maybe the real fantasy value here is Austin Rivers. Yeah, I mean, is Austin Rivers a point guard? Are they going to be willing to play Devin Booker as a point guard? Like, there's a lot of questions with the Suns team, and not ones we're super going to be able to answer. Um, I honestly think both players, given that they play 30 minutes, would be somewhat standardly relevant, at least for streaming, but I don't know that I can safely say either one's even going to play 20 minutes at this point. I mean, would you be surprised if they played – I mean, maybe they put Kelly Oubre in that Jamal Crawford, like, 20 to 25-minute-a-game role. You know, I don't really know what the Suns are doing, and the sad part is I don't know if the Suns know what the Suns are doing. Yeah, I they certainly do not know what they're doing. But I think if I have to choose um, – Austin Rivers is probably more likely to get more minutes because – um, the guard situation there is a big fat question mark, and he at least occasionally plays um, relevant NBA style basketball. Uh, but I like Kelly Oubre's upside more and the potential he could play decent minutes. Um, I like that a lot more than I like Austin Rivers' fantasy basketball game, even though it's more likely Austin Rivers gets a little bit more minutes. So I, I know we always say minutes are the most important stat. I just I'd rather take a flyer on Oubre. Than um, Austin Rivers in that in those two in that situation. Oh, I'm 100 with you, and it'll be interesting to see what happens on Monday against the Knicks and, and kind of the rest of this week um, and, and who they decide to play. And uh, we'll get a lot more information from that. Well, on the flip side of that, in the with the Washington and Ariza arriving in Washington, he obviously takes Kelly Oubre's uh, kind of spot up um, pretty just seamlessly. But Otto Porter is going in for an MRI. That doesn't sound very good. Uh, would you want to take a flyer on Trevor Reza, considering we might not have Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre's already gone, and Otto Porter might be just uh, out for a, a bit, depending on how this MRI comes back um, pretty soon? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine with taking a flyer on Ariza. We've seen plenty of seasons where Ariza's been a top 50 player. Um, that doesn't mean that he will be a top 50 player going forward, obviously. Um, but I think he's going to get big minutes with long. Otto Porter's out, and there's no guarantee that Otto Porter's coming back anytime soon. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Otto Porter there. Um, but going in for MRI, 
just doesn't that sounds pretty bad um and even if that mri comes back just fine for auto porter i i do think they'll probably rest him at least you know probably a week or so i mean we got well, it's the... looking like it's looking like a bone bruise and we've seen some guys miss you know two or three games with one of those and then we saw that one a couple of years ago with cody zeller where he missed what like a month and a half, two months. Yeah, that was like a really weird one where we're like, when is when is Cody Zeller gonna come back, guys? Like when is this gonna happen? He never he never did. He's actually feels like he's in a, a Will Barton situation when it's like, Oh yeah, Will Barton's gonna be back in like one or two games and that was like a month ago. Yeah, so I mean those are really tricky and it's hard to say. And I think a lot of it's just pain tolerance and some guys just they they you know it just hurts. It hurts that bad. So and I mean I don't know. It's hard to say with Otto Porter what that situation is going to look like. Yeah, I uh, we'll have to wait and see, and we will uh, definitely update everybody on that. Uh, Zach Levine also out f- uh, for some testing uh, with an ankle injury. I think that one should, should probably be pretty fine, but that does give a bump to um, our good friend Larry Markadon, who is the best, and I love him, and he's the, the greatest Modern uh, bull other than Wendell Carter Jr., future MVP of the league. Um, like I said, in 3032 or 2032, that's when Wendell Carter will be MVP. Um, but yeah, I'm not too worried about Zach Levine being out. Um, we got a Jonas Valachunas injury. Um, he, he's, it looks like he's uh, going to be out for a couple weeks, uh, maybe even a month. So, so w- what do you want to do in Toronto with this Valachunas injury? Um, well, obviously, it gives a little more value to um, our man, Serge Ibaka, and fantasy basketball's man, Pascal Siakam, I think. Um, I, I don't know that either one of those two – I mean, obviously, Serge Ibaka has shown us some things in the past, and, and it's great that he's getting a few more minutes. This he's, Pascal having Siakam, great, he's having a great season. This Pascal Siakam thing, man, I, I, it's, it's still been one of the more perplexing – things for me how he's just making everything and he went from a 26 percent shooter for his career to now he's 36 percent um yeah i mean he's just been great too and you got to think he's probably going to get a few more minutes especially as good as he's been playing so both those guys get a little bit of a boost although most of they're mostly owned in even standard leagues yeah huge bump to to both of those guys and i i really like Ibaka this year um, I think he's kind of shown that like he, this little kind of increase in productivity is sustainable. And so I'm kind of confident in either trying to acquire him or keeping him right now. Like um, I, I don't think his production dips too far off of where it has been this season. Um, obviously if you can upgrade, always upgrade, always sell high if you can, but um uh, Abaka, I I like moving forward just in general. Um, is there any other was there any other uh, injuries that you wanted to 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 get off your chest, Tyler? Now that you're that you're back healthy. Uh, no, not that I can think of. You know, um, we're getting to that point in the season though. We can, this can kind of maybe bleed right into our our next discussion. Um, you know, the season, the regular season's about half over, especially after this. I mean, this is already week ten coming up. Um, so, you know, the regular season for your fantasy leagues is, you know, reaching a point where if you're at the bottom, you got to make a move. 
And yeah, like some people are missing that boat. Like they're they're just like, oh, there's so much of the season left, which is true. But most regular seasons end somewhere around week 20, and uh, Monday starts week 10. So um, if you're dead last in your standings, you better be looking for a way to make it change. And if you have a lot of injuries right now, you don't want to fall too far behind. So maybe you got to make a trade. Like now's the time to really start buckling down and looking at things and try, and trying to win every single week because, you know, there's not that many more weeks to make it up. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the thing uh, a lot of people kind of new to uh, fantasy basketball overlook is figuring out when their playoffs start. Uh, every league is different. There is no standardized. I play Roto. I play to the last game. of the, the last game matters. And I've been in leagues where the last game has decided championships. Um, I've seen people miss. I've seen missed free throws decide who gets money and who doesn't in the final game of the season. And that's what makes Roto, when it's when Roto is competitive, uh, incredibly fun. All you head-to-head cats out there, um, I get why you love the the uh, the allure of fighting for your playoff spot, getting the playoff spot, and anything can happen after that, right? But uh, a lot of people kind of get rid of the end-of-the-year weeks, you know, those last few weeks where, you know, great players are sitting out and, like, teams have already locked up their – their playoff seat. Um, and that re- means you have to be kind of aware that like a playoffs are, are going to be starting at like the beginning of March for a lot of people, maybe the end of February for others. And um, Tyler's right. If you're at the bottom of your league right now, it's time to take a risk. It's time to uh, go all in, uh, maneuver your team around, make, make some moves. Um, and this is probably a sh- I, I don't know if he's like personally attacking me right now, uh, in our bore in our boring listener league draft, um, because I am currently in thirteenth out of sixteenth place in that league, I'm very embarrassed by my performance here. So I, you know, I, I don't know, if, Tyler, you're telling me to take a risk on the, in that league. Is that what's going on here? Uh, no slight on anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that sounds like an answer. If you were if you were talking shit to me. Um, so going into week 10, Tyler, uh, which is the week before the best week of basketball, uh, and a lot of people like, you know, in the, in the regular unfancy world start paying attention to basketball on Christmas Day. I'm excited to watch about 14 hours of straight basketball and not talk to any of my friends or family at all on what is supposed to be a very uh, nice, loving, family-oriented ho- uh, holiday. Um, I can't wait for that. That's, that is my personal holiday, uh, is to just – sequester myself in front of a television for 13 hours of great, great basketball. But that is next week. And that makes going this week a little bit different uh, and next week, very strange. And when you look at the advanced schedule that you can check out at hashtag basketball.com, you have a huge Sunday, um, 12 games being played on Wednesday, 10 games being played on Friday, 11 games, being played on Sunday, uh, kind of a, a weird week where there are three days with double-digit games being played, and then zero games being played on Monday, and of course Christmas Day, the five-game uh, all-day uh, marathon. So that makes streaming into next week a little, well, actually, a lot harder, um, and it also makes streaming this week very strange too, because on Thursday there's only two games being played. So Tyler, how how should we approach uh, week ten? Yeah, so I mean, for for daily leagues, 
you mentioned it, things get a little hairier. Um, so what I might do um, to maximize my games for, for this week is I might target just a, a Dallas Maverick player or a Houston Rockets player um, right at the beginning of the week and just hold that player for the week, especially if I have two spots where I like to stream. And the theory there is I probably get three games out of that player, and that's going to give me some extra run um, from that particular person. And then I try to look at some of these lighter days and I just pick a guy, you know, each day that I think is the best one available because I mean, you can see um, when looking through the back-to-backs and pseudo back-to-backs, like there's just not that many teams and there's just not that many players available to pick up. Um, so I- I'm probably going to look for someone like Wesley Matthews or JJ Barea if he's healthy and just pick that person up and hold them for the whole week. And then, you know, on Monday, I take the best player available, my waiver wire, whatever's going to help me win the most categories um, for that week. For weekly leagues, um, I think it's worth saying that 19 teams play four times. There's nine teams that play three games. And then the Denver Nuggets have just two games. Um, we talk yeah. about the Nuggets having a lot of fantasy value, but it's going to be really hard to start any of those players, save for Nikola Jokic, especially in standard leagues, just in the sense that, okay, Jamal Murray goes off for two 20-point games. He gives you 40 points. Well, a guy scoring 10 points a game gives you 40 points if they're playing four times. So um, it's going to be very difficult to start any nugget that's not named Nikola Jokic, I think. Yeah, two games is really, really hard to come by. All you weekly, uh, you know, I get the weekly lock. I understand that. I think it does make uh, things very different when you, you approach how you are prepping for your week. Um, Nuggets not looking good. Dallas basically playing on uh, all the off days, Tuesday, Thursday, where there's only two games being played, and uh, Saturday along with Sunday. So they got a back-to-back there. All road games for the Dallas Mavericks. So that's kind of a tough Kind of a tough trip for them. Um, that actually might help them in the sense that they have not been very good at all on the road this season. So some of those players who don't normally play some bigger minutes might get a few extra minutes, and that's a lot of times good for fantasy. So you could look at it that way too. Well, that's that's a fair point. You do have a couple of Dallas Mavericks here in your top ten uh, going into week ten. Uh, guys, you should be picking up off the waiver wire. These are all guys who are under 50% owned, rostered in your uh, normal Yahoo leagues. Uh, a couple of these guys on this list, like Shea Gildress Alexander, still surprised he's under 50. Uh, Wes Matthews, technically, uh, 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 somehow, I'm really surprised by that too. I know Wes Matthews is, you know, fine, but under 50% owned is a little bit shocking. And then uh, one of those guys who sneakily might get. Uh, very good minutes if the Dallas Mavericks are getting blown out. J.J. Barea, and I like that one. He's uh, he's always underrated. He's only owned in 16% of leagues and uh, 5.4 assists per game. Hard to find. Hard to find that anywhere. Yeah, and, and Barea is kind of a microwave scorer, too, in the sense that he can come in and just get buckets. And so there might be a game this week where the Mavericks are trailing by a little bit, and they ask him to come in and just attack the basket, and he might even get you a game where he scores, you know, 15, 20 points. So anything's possible with Berea. And that's another reason I like to stream him is you you know you're going to get pretty good assists. And you also might get a game where he scores, you know, you know 15, 20 points, which could be really helpful. Yeah, I, I would I would actually watch like a 30 for 30 on J.J. Berea's like 
basketball career. Um, he is 34 years old. I did not know that. So during the Mavericks game, I can't tell you which one because I've seen pretty much all of them. Um, they said they were talking about like who's the best athlete, pure athlete in the NBA. And um, they were talking about like some scouts would say that JJ Barea is is literally one of the best athletes in the NBA, especially to be doing what he's doing at age 34 at his height and his size. Um, it is really, really amazing. Yeah, he is listed at uh, six foot, but uh, that's not true at all. He's definitely like five, like maybe five nine. I was just gonna say he's like five eight, maybe five, maybe five ten. Yeah, like at best, he is like five ten. He might be five eight, and uh, that's a really good point. Like at thirty four, like this is something that's it's almost like Vince Carter esque of uh, playing until forty. Now Vince Carter, obviously one of the best athletes of all time. Uh, still playing and um, probably should maybe we shouldn't compare the two of those guys considering uh, all the stuff that they do, but uh, you should start looking at him in the, in that kind of eye because he's still very quick. Uh, JJ Brea has to work definitely harder than everyone else to get his points uh, and to stay on the floor uh, and just to stay in front of people. And so, yeah, I I, I never would have thought like, you know, Hey, probably one of the most uh, athletic players in the league, JJ Brea, but, pretty kind of an astute uh uh observation yeah i just thought that was really interesting you know it's not something you think about and he's not like the first person that springs to mind when you think about that topic so yeah i uh i always kind of give jj brea props because i i think i own him uh or keep him uh rostered or stream him in almost every one of my standard leagues that i'm in at some point in the season over the last like six or seven years, he's just a name that nobody cares about and is always just available. So like he should get like a fantasy lifetime achievement award. We should do, we should do fantasy lifetime achievement awards. And I think Brea, like Jason Terry and JJ Brea, weirdly both former uh, or current Mavericks players. I would say both of those guys deserve a lifetime achievement award of being like under the radar but always great at fantasy. Did you hear Terry say he'd only come back to play for three teams? No, I didn't. I would like to see him come back. That would be fun. It would be an interesting wrinkle. I assume the Mavs are one. Yes. Name the other two. Go. The New York Knicks. No. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not them. Uh, I would guess the Lakers and um, Toronto? Uh, Golden State. The Lakers oh. State were the other two. Okay, one of those kind of all right, you know, whatever. If he wants to chase, that's fine with me. He said that right? that was basically it, right? I'm coming back to chase a ring or I'll play for the Mavericks. That's that's a high praise for the Mavericks. That's a great run franchise, a great organization. Um, and it makes me very, very sad inside being a Bulls fan and seeing the front office burn. Um I liked the uh a tweet I saw about maybe we should have put that fire Garpax billboard not out in front of the United Center, but out in front of uh, Kaminsky, which is what I'm going to call where the White Sox play. I'm not going to call it by whatever corporation happens to own the damn stadium uh, because that's the only way Reinsdorf would actually see the poster is because since he's always at the White Sox games, it's a very depressing time as a Bulls fan. Um, and I don't, I don't want this to turn into Mike mourns the Bulls for the next five hours. So Tyler, um, 
is there any any kind of back to backs that we should pay attention to? You already mentioned the Dallas Mavericks, and you've already mentioned, um, I think the uh, I think the Clippers. We we did talk about the Clippers a little bit. Um, is there anyone any other teams that we should be like kind of looking directly at the Rockets, the Heat? Yeah, the Rockets are probably the one, and they don't really have a great streaming option other than P.J. Tucker, who, you know, he's going to get rebounds, he's going to steal the ball, he's going to help you in three-pointers. Like, if, if you don't need those categories, he's no help to you because he doesn't really do anything other than that. But in those three categories, he can be a game-changer, especially in a four-game week or, you know, when you can stream him in for three games, which is what you should be able to do this week. Um, you know, you're probably looking at – it, you know, he's going to average over a steal a game. He's going to hit you pretty close to two three-pointers a game. He's going to get you like six rebounds. Um, that's enough to sway those three categories for sure. Yeah, I like that. I like that pickup a lot. Uh, don't pick him up. If you're in the redraft league and listening to this, do not do that. Do not pick him up. The, re- the redraft league is a little bit bigger, so he's probably already owned. Um, Jay Crowder, uh, a good pickup here looking a week ahead to week 11. Uh, probably the best guy who is playing in one of the premier games uh, that's still under 50% owned um, that you could actually watch on Christmas day and get that extra game. in if you pick him up late um, this week in week 10, because the Utah jazz do have a game on Saturday. So the, there's very few um, teams and obviously players that you can take advantage of that extra start for next week but since no one's playing on monday and so few teams are playing on tuesday would you actually say it is uh advantageous to make sure you use your final pickup this week to get that extra start next week because next week will be so tightly compact or since next week will be so tightly compact you're pretty much going to max out your roster anyway well, I mean, it, it all depends, and it's a lot of it depends on your team. I mean, we, we only really see two games with double-digit games next week, and then Saturday has nine, so you might not be able to fit anybody in there. Now, granted, it's only a six-game week, but, I mean, we look at some of these teams for, for week 11, and obviously the Pacers and the Grizzlies only play twice, but there's only two teams playing four games too. So, you know what I mean? Like having Lakers and Blazers is a huge advantage in week 11. So maybe if you've already got your week sewn up, the best strategy would be to pick up a guy playing for the Lakers or the Blazers, which I understand that they're not fantastic streaming options, but they play Tuesday, they play Thursday, they play Sunday, all three light schedule games. And the Blazers actually play all four light schedule days. The Blazers play on Saturday. So Portland would really be, you know what I mean? Portland would be the team. And then obviously the Lakers secondarily, um, playing on Friday with 10 games is a little bit worse, but not that much worse. Um, so maybe that's the way you want to pivot if you've already got the week one. And if you need to win this week, maybe you go all in to win this week and you don't really care about um, streaming for next week. It all just depends on how things fall, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think there's going to be uh, – this is the kind of the, the period of the season, I feel, where patterns have emerged and now – the secondary kind of like players, the the guys who move teams. We already saw a trade, right? But all these like, these guys that kind of come out of the woodwork on these teams that are basically bad, 
And what's weird is none of the teams in the West are bad other than the Suns. So, you know, pay attention there. But it's like when teams are kind of evaluating and going, hey, we're terrible. What, we should kind of maneuver how we our rotations and figure something out. Uh, same with what you should be doing with your fantasy team. It's kind of a very similar time. Uh, Jabari Parker moving out of the rotation. Great for people who are Bulls fans. Horrible for people who own Jabari Parker. Uh, that is a, it, I think he should be dropped pro- basically in all standard leagues because of that situation. It sounds like he might get, uh, the, though, if he gets traded, uh, I don't know what his role would be. Like, he can't, if he can't make it on the Bulls, where is he going to make it? Well, I mean, some team might want him as just a, a microwave scorer off the bench. And, and a lot of it with the Bulls is just they want to play those young forwards, right? They don't want to play. No defense, Jabari, who's just trying to get buckets, but some teams need buckets, man. That's true. Um, he could find a place somewhere, uh, probably worth a first round pick, like a high first round, unprotected first round pick. If you're, um, if you are GM listening to this uh, podcast, um, take my advice. He's probably worth a high, a unprotected first round pick, um, at, at the very least. At the very least, I think you could swindle the Bulls into that. Uh, so. You, you asked me for a team. I think I found one in about five seconds of looking. And that would be if this team thinks they're competing for a playoff spot, the Detroit Pistons. Oh, interesting. The Detroit they're, Pistons. I mean, like, their forwards are playing off the bench. Here are guys like Henry Ellison and John Luer and Glenn Robinson the third, right? Like, their bench is not great. They can insert him as kind of a six-man I'm going to get buckets off the bench. That's just an idea. I mean, I just looked at it for about five seconds. All right. I mean, that's not, that's not the worst idea at all. Uh, I don't know what asset the Bulls would get back other than, a, I guess, a draft pick. Um, then also, then again, I don't know what asset uh, Detroit would be willing to give up for the uh, the opportunity to pay. Well, what, that's what probably is going to happen. He's, he's probably going to get bought out, and then he's going to go to another team. I mean, at this point, like, no one's going to trade for that whatever $20 million contract. Like, no one has that kind of money. Yeah. Kind of an insane move to go. We don't really want this guy on, on the team. Let's bench him to reduce his value even more and then try to trade him. Really, really intelligent moves going on. In Chicago's front office, um, it's I would expect a trade of Jabari Parker or a buyout, like Tyler was saying. Uh, so that is why I would drop Jabari in probably in any league that I not any league, the deeper leagues. I think he's worth keeping around, but uh, I, I'd probably get rid of him in in all standard leagues. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, going ahead to uh, week ten. Is there anything else we need to know before we wrap this up? Um, you know, I don't, I don't really think so. I mean, it's it's kind of a an odd week, and there's not a yeah. whole lot of streaming to be done this week, unfortunately. Um, with the fact that so many teams are playing four times, and there's so many heavy schedule days, and a lot that has to do with the Christmas holiday coming up. Um, we'll throw out one guy who's just been playing over his head, but. If you're looking for someone to add for this week um, that might help you, it would be Jamichael Green. I mean, he's not playing a ton of minutes, but he's getting you a steal. He's getting you half a block. He's getting you 6.8 rebounds and about 12 points. 
Um, that's some pretty big help in, in four categories there. Um, the steals and the blocks probably aren't going to keep around, especially in 23 minutes a game. But if you're looking for somebody who's probably not that owned and maybe you need some help, uh, there's a guy. And then the secondary option there would be Kevon Looney, who's only 5% owned. Um, if you look just at the month of December, his stats look pretty enticing. And as long as the Marcus Cousins stays out, he should get rebounds. He should get you some pretty decent assists and blocks um, in about 25 minutes a game on the Warriors. So there's kind of two guys. Um, if you're really searching deep for someone to pick up this week. Yeah, I like I like Looney there. Uh, I, th- I think that's a pretty good pick. The uh, upcoming break will help with all these uh, kind of na- a lot of nagging injuries around the uh, league. Like I said, Zach Levine, Terry and Prince. Um, Nico Miritich, Taj Gibson uh, is actually away on per- personal reasons. So actually, you could look at uh, 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 maybe maybe Sarge might get a, some extra minutes there. So like, do take a look at that. Kyle Lowry's been like mysteriously um, kind of just questionable. Like, not I don't know if he's going to be playing and stuff like that. So hopefully, that a lot uh, the break, even though it's a short break, gets people a little bit healthier. Um, Did you see your boy Will Barton got hurt? To- on Sunday evening. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm very aware of uh, Will Barton's medical problems. I'm, uh, I was kind of hoping he would give me a boost in a few of my leagues. And, he's um, out for all of week 10. Yeah. So. He's out once again. Um, Do not start him if your league has not locked yet. Yep, that's not great. Speaking of, uh, you mentioned Boogie Cousins this is probably going to be half of what is talked about on Christmas day. Um, Boogie cousins return. He's going to go play with the G league. Uh, sounds like he could be back in January is, I mean, would you throw, if you are trying to get out of the basement, would you throw a, a package at Boogie cousins? Just to take that risk, if you're basically like you're not going to make the playoffs unless something happens, would you say that is the ultimate risk reward trade? Is to try to get Boogie Cousins like right now? Yeah, I mean, so you you're basically going to have to move. I mean, what what am I going to have to move? I guess is the question, right? Like, if I'm going to give up a top fifty player for Cousins, I don't think that's a great deal. Now, if you're telling me I could give up someone like. Will Barton or maybe another player that's a little bit injured or maybe I give up like Markeith Morris and Justice Winslow and can get Cousins like sure yeah. I, I don't think that's gonna do it you know I think you're gonna have to be like well uh, you know, Jeremy <laughs> Lamb has been having a decent season and maybe him and a um, you know Here's the other I thing. Guess, uh, him and like an Enos Cantor type Here's, player. Like, yeah, that's not a great move to make if you're down, I don't think, in this sense. Like, so if you look at Basketball Monster, they don't have him returning till January 11th. Now, obviously, that's not set in stone by any means, but that's a whole other month to get zero production. Like, for me, the type of players I'm looking to trade for are guys playing right now. Um, have the opportunity to play maybe a little bit more and maybe just some guys who are underperforming or some guys who are overperforming that you hope maybe this guy can just keep it up. Um, 
we look at Zach Levine from the beginning of the season, right? Like he was, we kept saying, oh, there's no way he's going to keep scoring like this. There's no way he's going to keep scoring like this. And scoring has gone back down in recent games and now he's hurt. But like, those are the type of guys I'd be probably trying to acquire and just be like, hey man, maybe this guy can keep it up because whoever I got clearly ain't doing it. Um, Another guy to trade for, maybe someone like Lou Williams. Like we've seen Lou Williams go on stretches where he gets super hot and he's like a top 20 player. You know, you got to go for more of those like hot and cold options. If you ask me, someone who's playing right now, and obviously Lou Williams is hurt too. Um, so don't trade for him. But I want somebody who's playing, who's shown the ability and stretched throughout their career that they've really, you know, really gotten hot and played really, really well. That's what I'd be looking for if it's me personally. That's a good philosophy. Guys out there, if you are looking for more advice from uh, myself and Tyler, if you are in a bad uh, predicament with your current league or you just want to start over, like I said, we're doing a mid-season draft, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You get uh, exclusive content uh, from me and Tyler, access to us to ask questions uh, and get advice for your team along with early access to our waiver wire and buy low, sell high shows uh, ahead of the regular people who listen, uh, who we also, we like the regular listeners. They're cool. But the Patreons, you guys are cooler. Shout out to all of them. Patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Go check that out. If you guys are liking what you're hearing on this show, please help us out. Rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this to, or just follow us on Twitter. You can find me at watch the boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. And we'll be back soon with more Watching the Boxes. Thanks, everybody.